Boom, put boom, boom, side, B side, what side are you on? Well, hello. Hello. Hello, Adam. How's it going? It is well, Brooke. I, I am enjoying the beautiful sun of Arizona today. So there's a, yeah, you probably can tell that my voice is a little bit more uh, happy than normal because I actually have vitamin D that was not in pill form. That's good. That's good. This has been travel time for both of us. Last week, if you uh, got a chance to hear that, there was no entry, um, no intro. Sorry about that. Um, we had to pre-record because last week I was actually in um, Nashville for a big, um, it's a big country radio um, uh, seminar. And so I got to meet some pretty cool people, see some pretty cool acts um, like uh, I don't know. I can't even say who my favorite was, but um, like one of the nights. You met so many people that it's like, it's hard to pick. Yeah. I literally met so many people. And then the people I didn't meet, I got to see so many amazing performances. It was just like a three day concert with like some educational uh, classes, panels thrown in. It was just nonstop. It was a, a thrilling, amazing time. Um, one of the, the the best parts of it was uh, the rhyme, the UMG, uh, Universal Music Group, they had a lunch. At, so it was kind of like take a sandwich and, and, and a soda to the to the Ryman or they, they give it to you while you're at the Ryman. I couldn't eat the sandwich, obviously, but it's fine. I still had a great time. Um, and they had a lineup of all their, like a bunch of their Universal Music Group acts. So it was like um, Brothers Osborne, which congratulations, because John Osborne and his wife just had twins. Um, it, like a week away, a week off from that. Like um, oh, wow. Tyler Hubbard, who was in Florida Georgia Line, who's now on his own. He was there, Parker McCollum. Um, and Parker McCollum did like this really funny skit that was a playoff of the whole oscar thing from last year it was pretty funny because that's kind mm -hmm. of like not in his personality um brad paisley who just signed over with umg was there and performed and darius rucker vince gill i mean you got like uh did i say sam hunt um there was just so many people at this lunch and then at the end of it they all come back on stage and sing Purple Rain. And then Brad oh. Paisley shreds on the guitar. It was phenomenal. I didn't even like I didn't see Brad Paisley in any of the pictures that you said. That would he would have been the one that I'm most I would have been most excited to see. I love yeah. that guy. And I he, need to and post. he's really good buddies with William Shatner. Is he? Yeah, because their their wives are like best friends. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they like hang out all the time. It's very weird. Oh now that's cool. That's cool. But, you know, Brad Paisley has got a great personality. And like I said, when he played uh, the guitar solo, and I, I will post that on, on, on my Facebook because um, it was just awesome. Like, I don't think that people really get to see that side of him, like shredding like that on the guitar. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's, it, he definitely, he plays it a bit in the country, but like he's, like he could go full on, like, you know, rock and roll, lead guitarist you know he has the chops for it it was awesome so that was fun and then um there was the laney wilson bell bottom um bell bottom party that was like for set it was 70s 80s 90s so broken bow they had a bunch of their different artists come up and perform 
one song a piece, but they all performed a song from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So um, you had like Parmalee doing Usher. You had um, Nicole from uh, Runaway Jane doing um, Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. And she announced she was pregnant. Um, you had Brooke Eden there. You had Frank Ray there. I mean, it was just such a good, Jelly Roll was there. It was such a good time. And then um, I, that was one of my favorite parts too. And then of course, getting to put on like bell bottoms and and just have a good time and dress up. And Yeah, it's always fun to dress up. Yeah, so it was a great time. And uh, I look forward to being able to go to another one. This time it was great because I had won um, a scholarship. It's called the Rusty Walker Scholarship and Rusty Walker is a radio legend. And um, so I won the scholarship in his honor and it, it covered everything. Um, so going back, you know, even if I have to pay for it, it it's just, it's worth it. It's, it was just yeah. such an amazing time and the connections and the networking and it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was fun to live vicariously as I'm sitting in, you know, 10 degree weather, with like <laughs> rain that turns to sleet, which turns to snow, which turns to ice. Uh, and be like, oh, look, Brooke's having a great time in Nashville. Look at me and all these famous people. Hey, dog, you want to have some soup? <laughs> Yeah. But it was it was really fun. It was cool. Because every day it was like you like you said, it was it must you, you were going from dawn until well after dusk. Yeah. Yeah. And there were so many pictures and so many fun stories. And I mean, just I'm sure it's one of those things that just keeps lending itself to more and more. I mean, it's way cooler than going to like a real estate conference, which <laughs> my, I have done before. My boss, because she has to go to like DC to like talk to the representatives about radio. And she's mm -hmm. like, you know, I get to go to DC and talk to representatives. You get to go hobnob with the stars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get to hang out with, you know, like, you know, Memphis number one realtor and you get to be countryside. So. <laughs> Nothing yeah. against Memphis. It's a great town. Nothing against Memphis at all. But yeah, so there, there's that. And um, so I didn't get to watch much TV or movie wise. Now I did see the the season finale of The Last of Us, mm -hmm. which is so good. That whole series is just that HBO knows how to do a show. Yeah, they really and I mean, do. maybe it, it maybe we should have just waited for HBO to do a video game adaption because no one else has really figured out how to do it and they seem to have done a very good job oh my gosh of making they... it like real yeah real good and a lot of like that because i don't normally watch the like the the end of each hbo episode they do this for all their shows it's like okay here's the episode and then at the end of it they'll show you like coming up on the next episode and then they show you like the director or the creator or some of the actors talk about that episode and I don't normally watch it but for this I did because I didn't have a lot of the background context on um this is us yeah, you, or you, the last you never us. played the game so right I never played the game so getting to hear that take and that takeaway and a lot of the episodes and then talking to people that have played the game the last of us a, a lot of people said how true to the game it was yeah like they, they did, did a, did a really, really good, good job, job honoring the sorts material but also making it accessible for people who have never played the game and so you played that, it right yeah yeah i i have it uh on ps uh, ps4 um uh, the remastered edition so i don't know if that i because that's what i played i don't know if that differs from the original probably a little bit but mm -hmm. uh yeah it's 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 hard to play because it's scary 
Yeah. Just jump scares. That's not my thing. But it's also just the game itself is very engrossing. And the story brings you in. It's a lot more than just, you know, the, you know, like you think of something like Resident Evil, where it's just, okay, these monsters are coming to get us, hack and slash, fight your way through. There's not a lot of emotional weight to it. The the game has a lot more there, but they did a good job of adapting it and making it accessible as well. So yeah. I, I love that they do that little thing afterwards, because that's kind of like, remember we used to get DVDs and then like, like you'd get the movie, but then you'd also get the movie with the director's commentary. Yeah. And like yeah. the actors. And it was always like, sometimes it was really cool because they would just basically sit them down it's like the, the the YouTube videos now, the reaction videos, but it would they would just sit them down with a camera and they'd watch the movie and they'd talk about the movie. And sometimes it worked really well and sometimes you could tell that like they just didn't care or they were drunk. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so right. But I feel like we lost that with like everything streaming. We don't get those like deleted scenes and bloopers and as much as we used to, or at least as accept as accessible as they used to be. So that's really I, I love watching like Pedro Pascal and those behind the scenes or even like on his Instagram because his character is so intense, but he's just mm-hmm. such a fun guy. It's yeah. just so funny that he is completely not his character at all. Well, and like even his character on The Mandalorian or like anything that he's I probably I think the character that he's played that is most like him is the uh, unbearable weight of. Oh, the Nicolas Cage one? Yeah, the Nicolas Cage one. Because he's, he's very he's like very kind of goofy in that one. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's closest to his personality. But can we just get more of him for a yeah, while? Because like seriously. the fact that we've got him in two series, but you really don't know that it's him in one of them. Because like in three seasons, he's taken his helmet off once. So like it could be anybody in there. But he does such a good job even like acting, like just basically just doing vocal acting. Uh in, in the Mandalorian. So it's cool that he's on two shows at the same time, but I feel like we're all going to go into like withdrawal in about three weeks when Mandalorian yeah. ends. We're yeah. going to wait like who knows how long to get more Pablo Pascal. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He's awesome. I did see um, Creed 3. I mm. thought it was pretty good. Not pretty good. I thought it was very good, honestly. Um, I thought it was very well done. And um, of course, you know, it's the, it's, it's it, Creed. It's Rocky. It's Rocky. It's Creed. You know, but so obviously yeah. whatever. But I thought this storyline uh, was very interesting, and I thought it was well shot. And um, I, I thought Jonathan Majors did a really good job as the the I won't even call him the villain. The anti-hero? yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think that they're like other than like you know Dolph Lundgren, you know Ivan Drago in one of the Rockies, like even in the first Rocky, like, yeah, I like even the first, like, is Apollo really a bad guy? No, not right. They're just, they're opponents. They're, you know, they're both trying to get the same thing. Jonathan Majors is everywhere. He is. He's really good. He's really good. He's very good. good. And, and like, I'm, I think it'll be interesting to see like where, because he's clearly got a whole career outside of the Marvel movies as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited to see where, where that goes. But he's going to be in all the Marvel movies for like the next two years anyway. Well, he's, he, well, I shouldn't say he started, but I just remember him kind of gaining some notoriety in Love, Lovecraft Country on HBO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Again. Yeah. Um, and he was phenomenal on there. And then I've just kind of seen him popping up 
more and more and more, which I'm I'm here I approve of because he's a really he's a really really good actor. Well, and he's I think he's the new voice of the army. Oh, is have he? You seen, have, have you seen that? Like he's got this big commercial for I think army recruitment that's been running all through the NCAA tournament. Oh, uh, and and like he's like the the I think he's going to be around for a while, like kind of doing like as the spokesperson type of thing. Or maybe it was just for that one, but definitely it's focused on him, yeah. and I, it's it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty powerful commercial. It's everywhere, so wow, uh, it'll be cool to see to see how things change for him. Of course, I have watched a ridiculous amount of basketball in the mm-hmm. last week mm-hmm. uh, because of the tournament, and that is some of the best uh, drama. Uh, I was twelve out of no, I was thirteen out of sixteen for the first day. And I was very proud of myself. Wow. And the second day happened, and I am no longer proud of myself. <laughs> uh, my my company, the restaurant I work for, one of my jobs, uh, is having a full-on, like, everyone can, can join for free, and the first place is $500. And I was like, oh, cool. So I was feeling real good. I'm already planning on spending that money for the first day. Uh, and then the second day happened, and the third day happened. Now I am not going to be winning any money, but it's been really cool. We have uh, one of our uh, at our restaurant. We have a host who's like twenty-two, uh, but certainly would not be the person you would expect to be the basketball savant. But mm-hmm. she is destroying everyone. Good for her. And it wasn't it wasn't that she just like randomly picked. Like she's in. Like she loves. Like she's into basketball. And she has. Like she made her choices. Like not just like picking over numbers or anything. Like. And she's destroying everybody. She's like well ahead, and will and probably will win the win the money. So I'm I'm very impressed. Also, it reminds me that I should never gamble because I'm horrible at it. <laughs> uh, have you seen new uh, season of Ted Lasso started? Uh, I have not, but I did have the wonder. Like one of my goals, so I'm in Arizona visiting my parents. We're down here for spring training. They live there here. We got to go to two games on Monday and Tuesday. And then last night, because it was it, the game ended a little bit early because of rain, we sat down and my parents had never watched Ted Lasso. Oh, wow. So my goal, one of my goals for this trip was to get them to try it out. And I could tell they were like, ah, we don't, we don't have Apple Plus. Yada, yada. So I'm up there like scanning the QR code, getting everything like set up so I can sign in and we're watching it. And I'm like, just give it two episodes. And they're like, oh, okay. And I can tell halfway through the first one, I'm like, okay, they're hooked. Mm-hmm. So I think we watched four, three or okay. four last night. And so, but my parents are now absolutely hooked. So I wanted to get them up to speed uh, before I moved on to season three. Well, uh, and the good thing about it is they're like such quick episodes. Oh yeah, they're like 28 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like sitcom level and they go quick and they're enjoyable. And they're like, one of the reasons I really wanted my parents to watch it is it's it's an uplifting show. Yeah. Like it had like it has its, you know, stressful moments, it has its, you know, drama and people you don't like and conflict, but like overall, you feel better about things after you watch it. And that's why I was like, my parents need to watch this show. Just because, you know, the night before we ended up watching SWAT with, with Shamar Moore, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't, you know, it's it's a CBS procedural drama, which I'm big, I'm a big fan of NCIS, but 
these SWAT guys are the only people in LA that are police officers. Ever. <laughs> Apparently, because they're everywhere. They do everything. Like every they... every single crime scene. <laughs> yeah, they're they're investigating everything. They're detectives. They're crime scene investigators. They got the tech guy. I'm like, really? This is a lot to put on four dudes. Yeah, seriously. Like, like, can we spread this? Don't we have an entire police force? No, it, it was of... five, and then the girl was like, "Forget it, I'm tired," and she left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's just a lot to put on. I mean, I would too. It's a lot. You can't be the entire police force, but yeah. But even that, you know, it's it's you know, action is intense. And I was like, Mom, Dad, let's find something that's a little you know uplifting and, and you know doesn't leave you like you know gritting your teeth with with drama and. Uh, Tense tension by the end of the night. I mean, the first episode we watched was like a hostage situation where a kid had been kidnapped, and I was like, "Good grief!" We're just like rolling in with the heavy stuff. So, <laughs> I was like, "Tonight we're watching Ted Lasso." Yeah, we're gonna even even the serious episodes of Ted Lasso are still lighthearted enough to where you're not gonna walk away stressed out. Yeah, I mean, season two gets a little rough when he's really going through it, right? But I also love that season because it's really important that that's not something you see on tv yeah or like they were the the cast was just at the white house yes. the other day being honored for like putting you know giving voice to mental health challenges and how people can you know like putting making it more accessible for people yeah i was like that's pretty cool and then of course brendan hunt on instagram was just like all over the white house like taking pictures in front of pictures (laughs) (laughs) everywhere on instagram (laughs) having the time of his life which i mean hey i i if i had unfettered access to the white house and could could take pictures you know anywhere i I probably would too right very cool 100 percent uh, so, so I watched the, the that uh, the new Mandalorian. I've not seen the one from today, but last week's episode was really, really good. It, it and it was perfect in that it was designed for Star Wars fans who wanted to see like you know space fights, you know like the dog fights in space and the chase scene, and then all of this stuff that we saw more in Andor, which was like the the politics and the attempt of the New Republic to deal with the people from the empire and how do you integrate them back into society in this like subterfuge and politics and almost like a mind game sort of thing. It was really well done. Uh, It was, but it was another one of those episodes where you're like, okay, basically what we're using Mandalorian for is to fix all the plot holes from the, from the late recent movies, Mm -hmm. which makes sense because they can do it. But it was a Mandalorian episode where the Mandalorian was only in it for like maybe five of the, you know, 40 minutes. Right, right. So you're like, wait, oh, okay. I see what we're doing. We're using this as a, as a way to kind of uh, fix the cracks and some other things, which I'm glad they're doing because there were a lot of cracks from those movies, uh, which is why I think they're probably not going to do as many movies. They're just going to do more series because they can do it better as a series. And no one's going to movie theaters. Well, yeah, I was gonna say no, but yeah, I mean, movies are making money. But they're making money, but you know, it's it's the it's the big stuff. I mean, it's yeah. and it's only for those like the first two weekends. Like, the Titanic was in the theaters for like a year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, now it's like a movie's out for like two weeks, and if you don't catch it in the first two weeks, you better you better find it on like Apple Plus or something. Yeah, 
I'm surprised sometimes like when I go to like find a movie I'm like oh good it's still in the theaters and it's only been out like a month and I'm like oh good it's still in theaters which you're right it didn't used to be like that bare minimum was three months yeah and they would stick around forever like you could you could go see like Titanic was still playing like on a Friday night at 7 p.m like year after it came out and it was still people were still going yeah yeah everything now is so quick to jump out of the theater and on yeah, the kids streamer. these days they're, they're streaming devices <laughs> nobody wants to just sit down and eat some popcorn and have your feet stick to the floor <laughs> oh man all right so this week is episode 128 adam that means you get to start excellent speaking of movies uh for the a side this week i was thinking about two movies that are being widely promoted uh, over the weekend. We've got the brand new John Wick movie, John Wick Part Four. Which I have uh, heard like everybody is loving, like critics, early screenings, like everybody. I, I, John Wick just seems like the perfect Keanu Reeves character. Yeah. Like it, yeah. like I, I don't even know if they, if there is a character, if that's just Keanu Reeves with a gun. Right. <laughs> and it just, it, like he feels, it just feels so natural. That it works. And of course, there's another movie that's coming much, much lower profile, but also still getting a lot of uh, attention. It's the new Zach Braff movie starring Florence Pugh. Uh, oh, yeah. A, a good person, but also has Morgan Freeman in it. Yes. Uh, and that looks that looks like it's going to be a hard one to watch. Uh, but also, I'm wondering why it's coming out in, in March. If, like, it feels like an like a, an award style, like it would come out in like October, uh, and, and it'd be like more award season because it looks like it's it's got a lot of meaty parts for a lot of really talented actors. So I'm mm. I'm curious to see how that one goes. But then when I was thinking of movies with Keanu Reeves and Morgan Freeman, that of course led me back to a movie from the mid '90s that probably no one else saw in the theater, but I was super excited about. Uh, it is one of the worst reviewed movies that we have ever had on the A-side, which is saying something. Uh, because we have talked about a lot of critically panned movies. And this one comes in on the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter for critic score is 18%. Oh. Audience score is better, but not much at 27%. Ooh. And it is often referred to as the movie where Keanu Reeves plays a rocket scientist. He does not play a rocket scientist, but he does play a machinist who dabbles in science. Okay. And it was a it was a bridge too far for a lot of people. So in 1996, mid-90s, we're looking for action stars. Speed has been a big hit. Uh, the Fugitive came out in 1993. It was a massive movie Harrison Ford Tommy Lee Jones the writer and director of that decided that he was going to make another kind of chase movie and it was chain reaction with Keanu Reeves Morgan Freeman one of my favorites of all time Rachel Weiss uh, Fred Ward Kevin Dunn and Brian Cox the guy from Succession uh, who has been in so many movies uh, throughout his life written and directed by Andrew Davis and I remember this movie when it came out because it basically revolves around Keanu Reeves running for his life for the entire movie. And there's some science that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's about a bunch of scientists that find a way to make clean energy from hydrogen out of water. Which I don't understand because I'm not a scientist, but all the reviews say it's not possible. 
or doesn't even make any sense. And the word chain reaction talks about fission, not fusion or something. Oh, uh, and at one point, at one point, this the Morgan Freeman says there's enough power in this glass of water to power Chicago for a week. And you're like, okay, that's that's really impressive. Don't know if that makes any sense. And what <laughs> critics have hated is that fact that the movie doesn't make any sense. The science is completely bogus, and it's basically just an excuse for I've been framed. Now I got to run from you know the cabal and hide out, figure out how to prove my name. And everyone gets hung up on the fact that the science doesn't make sense. But it's a movie. We don't have laser swords. We don't like. We don't have like wizards and and hobbits and like. It's a movie. It's made to be make-believe. It doesn't have to make sense. If they called it Chain Reaction, the documentary of how to solve world energy, that would be a different thing. But it's a movie starring Keanu Reeves. You know it's not going to make sense. And so it drives me nuts that every single review has to go to it. And one of the one of the reviewers that when I was growing up in the Twin Cities, my dad and I would go and look in the St. Paul Pioneer Press. And if this reviewer didn't like a movie, we thought we would probably enjoy it okay. because Chris Hewitt, who was the, the reviewer for the St. Paul Pioneer Press, hated everything. I don't think I ever read a positive review. The guy was like the, the two Muppets on the balcony, just hated everything, tearing it apart. Didn't matter what it was, always found some reason that it wasn't good enough. And the ones that he hated the most were fun movies because it was all he wanted everything to make sense and everything had to be plausible and you know, there's there's a ridiculous scene at the beginning when a factory blows up and Keanu Reeves outruns the blast on a motorcycle. Well, yeah, he probably can't go fast enough on a motorcycle that is faster than an explosion. But it happens all the time in movies. Sometimes guys just walk away from explosions and not looking in their fire. So just let it go. People mm. freak all the way out. But I found his review. It'll be on our website. And you can get all of the links. Uh, you can get links to the trailer for Chain Reaction. You can get links to uh, all of the the original uh, Ebert uh, review. And he was very confused by it. He got hung up on the science as well. Uh, but the Chris Hewitt one gets so mean that at one point he says that cha all Chain Reaction does is rip off MacGyver with Reeves using some paper clips and a couple of cement blocks to make a thermonuclear device, mm -hmm. which is an oversimplification of something that happens. But you can tell he hated it so much. He wanted to try to also insult another show while he was doing it. He was like, <laughs> can I also, can I insult Chain Reaction by insulting <laughs> MacGyver at the same time? Uh, so Chris Hewitt, not my favorite reviewer, but he was our canary in the coal mine if my dad and i saw that he didn't like a review we would think that we probably would enjoy that movie the more that he disliked it the more that we would probably enjoy it just as a movie and a fun thing so chain reaction which came out in 1996 a spiritual successor to the fugitive is a chase movie it has a fairly good performance by you know keanu reeves as a guy running for his life rachel weiss is always good You've got Morgan Freeman playing that sort of is he or not is he a good guy or is he a bad guy, which he does very creepily well. Yeah. Brian Cox is obviously a bad guy right away. You knew that, uh, and it's just fun. It's a chase movie. There's some great action sequences. If you can step back and say, "Hey, I don't need to figure out the science," because let's be honest, if I actually understood the science, I still wouldn't understand. 
if it made if the science was in the, in the movie actually was correct, I wouldn't know any difference. So just willing suspension of disbelief. Enjoy the film. Watch Keanu Reeves run for his life. Rachel Weiss is great. Morgan Freeman, is he good or bad? And you will have an enjoyable couple of hours. And it's much better than 18% or even 27% if you can step back and say, hey, it's a movie. It doesn't have to make sense. So check out Chain Reaction. And this is where I dropped the bomb. Not available on any streaming platform. What? So you'll have to pay. You'll have to pay $3.99. Uh, or you might have to find somebody who has it on DVD. Which you have? I believe I do. Yes. If I don't, my father does. So uh, between the two of us, you know, one, one of the Wine Garden people has it on has it on DVD. You can either bar- borrow it in Minnesota, Wisconsin, or uh, Arizona. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Is that the A-side? And that is the A-side. Well, this week on the B-side, I found my story like I have quite a few lately as i'm laying in bed trying to fall asleep on tiktok mm. i saw this a okay. while a couple of days ago and i was like oh i have to look into this story so this is the story of well <clears throat> daniel halseth so daniel halseth and his wife elizabeth they end up meeting and They get married March 16th of 2001 and everything seems to be peachy keen. They have like three kids together and life seems to be good. Well, Elizabeth, his wife, uh, the wife, she ends up um, running for, she, she runs for uh, state Senate of Nevada. The couple, they, the family lives in Nevada. She runs as a Republican uh, for Nevada state Senate and ends up winning. And she serves uh, in the Nevada State Senate starting in November of 2010. She's actually the youngest woman in Nevada to ever have been elected to the Nevada legislature. So she runs, she gets a seat in 2010. Well, in 2011, there's some problems in the marriage. And Daniel Mm -hmm. is actually arrested because Daniel finds out that there's a person that has been working for Elizabeth and helping her like on her campaign. And then they work together in the Senate. Well, Elizabeth and this person get really, really close. This person's name is Tiger. Mm. So Elizabeth and Tiger get really close and are having an affair. Well, Daniel finds out about this affair and he confronts (sighs) Elizabeth and it gets really, really bad. So bad. In fact, that he's arrested for, um gross and lewd behavior in a fight based on this affair so basically the police show up um to his house and and elizabeth tells them that like he has become very controlling and that he is trying to force her to have relations with him saying that you know it's based on the bible um and if you don't submit that i'm going to destroy your life so he's arrested and um he's charged again with um lewd gross and lewd behavior he ends up serving some time and after he gets out um he and his wife he files for divorce he and his wife get a divorce she and the guy that she was uh, having an affair with tiger they end up getting married and she and tiger and all of the kids move to alaska dang uh yeah um, she also had ended up resigning after the, the divorce. She ends up resigning from the Nevada State Senate 
saying that, you know, she's a single mom and things were just too hard. So she only served from 2010 to 2012. Also in 2012, um, she shows up in Maxim's Hot 100 photo contest in a bikini. She didn't win the contest, um, but I guess she did end up getting some great bikini photos out of it. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's a bold choice. I'm going to leave uh, up the, you know, being a politician and become a model. Yeah. Okay. Sure. More power to you. So again, her, after all of this, her and Tiger, they get married. They move to Alaska with the kids. Well, some years later, they move back to Nevada. Well, once they move back to Nevada, uh, Daniel's daughter, Sierra, decides that she doesn't want to live with her mom, Elizabeth, anymore. She wants to live with her dad, Daniel. Hmm. So Sierra ends up moving in with Daniel. And, you know, things seem to be going really well. They have a great relationship. He's always, you know, he's the great proud dad. He's always posting on social media about uh, his daughter and, you know, about being a dad. And it's the best thing ever. And then his daughter, Sierra, ends up getting a boyfriend named Aaron. So Aaron and uh, in the meantime, Daniel also remarries and separates from another woman. Sierra and Aaron, they start talking about running away together. Daniel gets word of this. He talks to Elizabeth. Elizabeth and Daniel reach out to Aaron's parents and they all sit down, they have a conversation and they tell, you know, they talk to the kids, look, you guys, uh, Sierra is 16 at this time. Aaron is 18. And they say, look, you guys are, are way too young. This is not happening. N- no, ma'am. No, sir. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's put this, uh, let's put this on pause. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was in April of 2021, um, on April 9th, Christine Houseth is the mom of daniel and now christine is concerned because she talks to her son pretty much every day and it's been several days and she hasn't heard from him so she's calling his phone over and over and over and the phone's just ringing he's not answering so she calls up sierra and she's like hey you know i'm trying to get a hold of your dad i haven't talked to him in a couple of days what's going on and sierra's like oh uh his phone's broken he's getting it fixed you should be able to talk to him tomorrow so next day comes, Christine calls again, no answer. She calls Sierra again, and Sierra's like, oh, he's in the shower. I'll tell him to call you back when he gets out. This is not sitting right with his mom. She's like, something mm-hmm. just doesn't feel right. So Christine- Mom radar is going off. Yeah. So Christine calls a woman named Peggy Newman, who is Daniel's friend and landlord. So Peggy drives over to Daniel's house. And she finds the front door is open. So she goes inside. And as soon as she walks in, they say that the smell of death has a very distinct odor. And as soon as Peggy walks Mm -hmm. in, that's what she smells. She goes through the house and she's calling Daniel, but nobody is, um, nobody's responding. So she leaves the house immediately. She calls 911 so they respond to the house they enter the home they make their way all the way through the home and they get to the garage where there is smoke coming from the garage apparently there was a small fire that was 
you know, burning in the garage, they're able to put it out. And as soon as they put out the fire, they see what is the last thing they wanted or expected or hoped to see. They find the body of a man. It's Daniel. They could see that immediately that it wasn't the fire that was his cause of death. Um, He had serious injuries to his neck, his head, and his torso. And it also appeared as if there had been an attempt to dismember his body. And then the fire had been set. So, of course, investigators are now called to the scene where they discover there is blood everywhere in the house. They also find a saw that had blood and tissue on the blade. Mm -hmm. Daniel's body is taken from the house to the medical examiner's office where it's uh, the examiner discovers that he's been stabbed over 70 times. And then after his death, his body was mutilated because there were the attempts to uh, dismember him. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we talked about, you know, um, Elizabeth and their former marriage and their three children. And there were allegations, again, of the domestic abuse and, and um, after their, their separation, after divorce. their separation. Yeah. So we know all about their whole mess. So remember, we had talked about Sierra and her boyfriend and their their plan to to run away together. What mm. I what I didn't mention was that part of their plan was to uh, rob their parents, oh, which also that's... led to their parents' displeasure. Mm-hmm. Understandable, yeah. They were like, maybe maybe don't do this. This is yeah. This is not great. This is yeah. not good. This is not good. So early in the hours of April 8th, Aaron has was discovered that Aaron had run away from home. So, of course, when police uh, are, are at the house and they're, they find Daniel's body, they, they begin to look for Sierra and they discover that she is missing as well. Mm-hmm. They start investigating that. And it's discovered that on April 8th, Aaron and Sierra purchased a chainsaw and a circular saw, as well as a handsaw and lighter fluid. They also bought disposable gloves and a drop cloth. Drop cloth. Sierra and Aaron then stole more than $1,300 from an account that Daniel shared with his ex-wife. Not Elizabeth, but the second wife that he had married. Mm-hmm. So we know now that it is Sierra and Aaron that are responsible for Daniel's death. And after Daniel's murder... They stole uh, some more money and then they took his car and they fled to Salt Lake City. So remember, Daniel's mom, Christine, is trying to get a hold of Daniel. He's he's already dead. Right. So, so these kids messages, lying about it. Yeah. 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 So she's like sending messages like, hey, Sierra, I'm trying to get a hold of your dad. Where is he? His phone, you know, Sierra's like, his phone's been acting up. You know, all of this is happening and he's already dead. Mm-hmm. So they're on the run, and this video is actually part of a, a, a what do they call it, um, a, a, a stitch on TikTok when like one person has a video and then somebody else a- attaches their video to it. So while oh. they're on the run, on Sierra's cell phone, they record a video, and in the video, the two of them are laughing and joking, and she's like, day three after you commit murder, and it's like, don't say that. They're, they're lying together they're in a tent and it's 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 like i can't believe they have no no concept of what they're you know no guilt yeah 
no remorse. It's all a joke. It's all fun and games. Yikes. So April 13th, Sierra and Aaron are stopped by transit officers in Salt Lake City after they uh, got off a light rail in the downtown area without paying for their tickets. The light rail, like mm. the, the monorail. Um, no, no, the, no, 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 they'll catch it. Oh, yeah. They don't play about that. You know, you don't jump the, the trains now. No, they'll, they'll find it. So the officer runs a background check and discovers that these two are wanted. And they're wanted for murder. So they immediately call police who arrest the couple on the spot. They track down the couple's car, the stolen car, where they discover a bloody rug. Then they get Sierra's phone where they find this video, which is essentially the confession where they're talking and they're laying and laughing about, you know, it's been three days since murdering someone. Yeah. In Las Vegas, a teenager, 16 years or older, is automatically charged as an adult. Oh, so, fair enough. Good to so know. she's 16, he's 18. The couples, they're the couple is extradited to Clark County where they're both charged with Daniel's murder, as well as conspiracy, arson, robbery, and fraudulent use of a credit card. So because she is a minor, they did not, the prosecution did not seek the death penalty for her, but they wanted the his family, Daniel's family, wanted it. They were like, oh, wow, we want you to seek it. But because she's a minor, um, they couldn't. Right. Um, after the charges were filed, Daniel's family released a statement that says Daniel Halseth, first and foremost, was a loving father, brother and son who was the heart of the Halseth family to have him taken from us in such a horrific, savage, senseless and violent act of murder leaves us heartbroken, heartbroken and our grief is unyielding. The total lack of remorse on display in the video is both reprehensible and unforgivable. While we are grateful for the work of the detective and the district attorney, we are waiting for justice to be served with the maximum accountability accountability allowed. We love Dan very much and we miss him every moment of every day. This is the only statement we will be making and we ask for privacy and understanding. Uh, Sierra and Aaron both plead not guilty in the murder. But in May of 2022, they appear in court where they both change their pleas from not guilty to guilty. They pled guilty to nine counts, including murder, arson, and robbery. And they're both sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 22 years. And they both were ordered to pay restitution of $5,000. Sierra has come out and she says that... um, she come out she has come out and said that my biological father has has traumatized me i have trauma that i still have to work through every day this is a statement she was reading while addressing the judge she's she alleges that her father abused her sexually and physically and pushed her to drink alcohol aaron guerrero mm-hmm. he addresses the judge and he apologizes to the halseth family daniel's brother he says i know that dan would want me to forgive but i'm just not ready to forgive yet Daniel's Daniel's family in the obituary, they leave Sierra out. The obituary reads, uh, Daniel Wendell Halseth, born in Estacada, Oregon on January 28th, beloved son of Wendell and Christine Halseth, died suddenly on April 9th in Las Vegas, Nevada. Daniel, a graduate of Hood River Valley High School who are, and who earned a Bachelor of Music at Western Oregon State University, had a talent for music, which he shared with whenever there was a set of drums or a piano nearby. 
Because of his energy and talent, Daniel became fondly known as Drummer Dan. Daniel also graduated from Corbin University with a master in business. Daniel lived in Addison, Texas before returning to Las Vegas. Um, it talks about how he enjoyed the outdoors and during walks, he would always stop and take pictures and videos of everything nearby. He'd always say, uh, stop and smell the roses. Uh, and it says Daniel is survived by his mom, Christine, brothers, Ben and Tom, Michael, uh, uh, Michael, sister, Leslie, two loving children, Dana and Jordan, nieces and nephews, Sammy, uh, Sammy Rowan and Brody and countless cousins and relatives he was preceded by his father wendell houseth and brothers gerald and timothy houseth so you can see it says he has two loving children instead of three because sierra was left out of the obituary yeah geez uh, not where i was thought this was going when we started with the, the, the mom moving to alaska yeah that was a, a real red herring that was a big 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 plot twist yeah that's but, insane Yep, there you go. That is the story of Daniel, Sierra, and Aaron. And that's the B-side. If you want to find more information on either the A-side or the B-side, all of our links will be on our website, asidebsidepodcast.square.site. You can uh, check out all the links on there. Also, links to all of our other episodes. All, what will be, 158 this week, Brett? 128. 128. See, I was just giving us 30 extra because that, that was fun. 100, 128. Uh, and of course, when you're on our website, if you would like to subscribe to us on any of the platforms, whether that be uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, any of those, you can click on all of those, follow us on there, like, subscribe, rate us. That'd be super awesome. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we've got uh, a patreon as well we've got a youtube channel uh one of the cool things about youtube is we've got youtube premium you can just put you can open it up the app and then you can still do other stuff and it'll play in the background uh real nice i like that a little bit a little bit nicer we've got merchandise as well you can buy Brooke a coffee because she's going to have to edit all of this together uh and so that means that on you know thursday she doesn't really sleep for entire 24 hours so she has <laughs> coffee we definitely could, could do that uh and anything anything that i've missed no i think you got it all excellent and uh i look forward to next week in episode 129 or 159 depending on how i want to call it. depending on how you're counting exactly yeah <laughs> all right thanks adam all right thank you bro